0: Oh my God, we're back. It's the O Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, CW. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to hit that bell on YouTube and subscribe to the podcast on any and all platforms. Can you tell I'm flexing? Uh, Thank you so much for listening once again. Today, we're talking about people's favorite wrestler of all time. Who's your favorite wrestler? Simple question. Hard answer. At least for me, it's very hard. Uh, Growing up, I was put onto wrestling by my mom, oddly enough. My mother puts me onto a lot of fandoms, um, but wrestling was one of those things that we used to watch um, on a Sunday. There was, I think it was called Showtime or Superstars or something, WWE Superstars or something. It was a Sunday night show. I never remember the name. People always tell me what it is and it basically recapped the week prior. It um, was two people in a booth talking, and then they would show clips from wrestling matches, and I would just watch those clips. That was my my full and complete uh, look at wrestling. It was how I learned about Macho Man. It was how I learned about Razor Ramon, Bobby Heenan. It was how I learned about, uh, gosh, what's the other dude's name, uh, Junkyard Dog. From that show, my mother gleaned like my my interest in wrestling and she went out and bought me action figures of pro wrestlers and I had I had junkyard dog I had a big rubber junkyard dog who I think I just gravitated towards because he was a black guy honestly and then I had a Hulk Hogan ironically <laughs> and I believe those were the only two wrestling toys I had the junkyard dog was Noticeably bigger than the Hulk Hogan. I think the Junkyard Dog was maybe 18 inches. It was huge, and then I had a regular sized Hulk Hogan, and they would wrestle, and that was my whole spiel. Uh, but I was I, as a kid, I was way more into cartoons, so I never really latched on to any one particular wrestler. I just kind of watched on Sundays, and it was 30 minutes of wrestling, and you know, I didn't really get a whole lot of context. I didn't have any, you know, it was, I think it was before. Monday Night Raw existed, or if it, 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 before I even had cable to watch anything. So I, I wasn't exposed as much. Smash Cut to high school. I start watching wrestling again. It's the Attitude Era. Uh, I meet a, a, a young man who loves wrestling uh, way, way more than I do. And we become uh, the best of friends. And then he gets me back into wrestling. And shout out Dad's first time. And we embark on this journey of wrestling love sounded weird <laughs> where we would watch pay-per-views together and we would just talk about all the wrestlers and he would tell me about The Undertaker back in the day and everything and I just kind of by osmosis picked up a lot more about wrestling and started enjoying you know, what the Attitude Arrow had to uh, to give and I think that's when I really started investing time and energy in wrestling and I was trying to hitch my wagon to a wrestler. You know, you you, you kind of want that one guy that you can say, okay, I like this dude and I can't wait for him to show up and, you know, he's going to wrestle and that's going to be great. And I couldn't really fathom liking any of them. I don't know. None of them were really resonating with me. And this is right when The Rock was getting hot. Um, You know, Stole Cold was emerging as like a huge player in Attitude Era and whatnot. And I, I just couldn't, you know, I just couldn't figure out who my favorite wrestler was, honestly. Uh, as a as a side note, my mother's favorite wrestler growing up was definitely Razor Ramon. She always used to quote him, and I and beca- I think because of that, I didn't like him. <laughs> like he must not be that cool if my mom likes him. Uh, but yeah, back to the story. So because dad's first time was a huge Undertaker fan, I started paying attention to Kane. Um, and Kane became my favorite. Wrestler by association. His association with The Undertaker made me like Kane. Uh, and I grew to really, really enjoy that character. I liked the mask. I liked the whole mystique. I liked the storyline between him and The Undertaker. Still one of the greatest storylines in professional wrestling, uh, given how goofy both of those characters were and how grounded the story tried to make them. And it largely succeeded. You rooted for one or the other based on the story that they were telling whether it be you know you rooted for Kane because Undertaker tried to kill him or you rooted for Undertaker because Kane tried to kill him later on it's just like this weird back and forth but the Kane character in like in for what he was he was a giant action figure he was a giant super villain or a superhero he he looked like you know a comic book character as, as did the Undertaker and I again am a huge dork so any character that had that sort of mystique and you know appeal of like a superhero i was into uh which is why i was i was you know down with undertaker and 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 kane but kane had that that extra spice because he had the mask he didn't talk he you know he was all covered up he had that crazy that his original outfit was he had the one arm out and it was just a full bodysuit because apparently his whole body was burned and his face was burned. And then slowly but surely, like he, you know, stripped down a lot. I, I, I think it's because Glenn Jacobs underneath was just getting super sweaty all the time and smelling really bad. He was like, I need I need a more breathable outfit. Um, so when he got down and I think everyone would agree with me when he got down to like the the red and black kind of tank top with the long pants and the uh, the, the half mask when he started talking that was Pete Kane because they allowed him to be you know this mystique character but then he also got to speak and you know emote not the half mask when he had the full mask and the the tank top um that's when he had the most fun I think that's when he was doing the stuff with Hogan and, and The Rock cutting the promo backstage it's when he was working with Kane oh Kane it was when he was working with X-Pac he was doing so much back then it was it was such a great time uh, yeah Kane definitely rose to the top as my favorite professional wrestler. Go back and watch a lot of those Kane um, matches. He is an incredibly agile big guy. Him and The Undertaker. Big show too. Let's throw him in there. But Kane was an incredibly agile big dude. He would do these jumping lariat clotheslines. He would do, you know, top rope moves. He would dive over the top. He did so much for, for a dude who was like 7 feet tall, 400 pounds or whatever the hell he was, he did so much amazing stuff. He cribbed a lot of his moveset from The Undertaker, but then put his own little spice on it. It was like watching Ken and Ryu in Street Fighter. If Undertaker was Ryu, who was the archetype, he was de- uh, Kane was definitely Ken, where he took a move from... Uh, Undertaker, the chokeslam, and made it his own thing, right? He had a very unique way of doing his own choke slam. Uh, in the last couple of minutes, let's talk about that one time that uh Kane and Undertaker were tag team and I think they were facing Taka Michinoku, um God, Funaki and uh yeah, they were Taka and Funaki I think. And Kane tried to do the last ride and he picks up I think it was Funaki and he instead of grabbing the dude's trunks he lifts him up and tosses him over his head so he flies over you know Funaki flies off his shoulders backwards off of his, his head and Undertaker stares at him like what are you doing that's not how you do it so then he grabs Taka I'm, all, I'm, I'm making up the, the, the guys. And then he shows him. He's like, this is how you do it. He picks him up, grabs him by the trunks, big slam down on the mat. So then Kane turns around, grabs whoever the hell he, he was messing with, picks him up, does the last the last ride correctly, pin off the show. But apparently that was not supposed to happen. In the uh, Brothers of Destruction retrospective, Kane and Undertaker said that Kane just botched it. He didn't grab the trunks and he didn't slam them. So Undertaker, being the professional that he was, made it a moment between these two characters where big brother was going to teach younger brother how to do the last ride properly and it's a, it's such a great storytelling moment for those two characters it's a great improv moment for them and kudos to kai and tai for taking those bumps like the professionals that they are just being used as toys for these gigantic behemoths to have some fun on national television Who is your favorite wrestler? Leave that name in the comments. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to tell a friend about the show. And don't you ever forget. I'm your friend. But if I ever see you in the ring, I can beat you. Don't you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah.